Kimberly. Hey, Pepper. How's it going over it's there? It's good. It's good, man. I'm glad to be here today. I'm pumped, pumped, pumped. I love it. Did you get a workout in this morning? No, but I got extra coffee. There you go. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do Sometimes it. Sometimes when you don't have time to exercise, just have a little extra coffee. <laughs> hey, so how was your week? Good week. Really, really good week. Yeah, I've got some good things, new things rolling. I think I told you on another episode that I had something coming up that I just wasn't looking forward to digging into or getting started. And I've got it started and it's rolling in the right direction. Excellent. You got got, people involved with you? I do. I got some help. I got some help. I kind of, we did a little like a who's going to do what on this project. And then I went around and kind of asked like, hey, you got any extra time? Yeah, did you listen to the delegation episode that we just did right before you started asking people for help? Yeah, yeah, I kind of had that in my mind. And unfortunately, there's not necessarily delegation going on because I got people, well, maybe it is delegation. I got people from different sides of the organization. You know, it's not necessarily my team where I can delegate down. Oh, nice. But you kind of have to at least give some action items out, right? Delegate out. You're using some resources across the organization. Decide who's going to do what. And then I just went around for a little like, help, help, help me from from other departments. (laughs) And you got some help? And I got some help. Good deal. Yeah. That must feel good. It does. It feels good to have it rolling because it was making me a little nervous because the the deadline and the timeline's coming up. And I know your bosses are real like, Mm -hmm. where are we at? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Tough. (laughs) Hey, so today I want to talk a little bit about trust. Trust. All right. So I think... I think it's a good conversation to think a little bit about. There's a couple things I would like to get your perspective on. And when I think about trust in teams, how important it is, it is foundational to the team's performance in my perspective. I think you agree we're going to get into that. But before we do, I want to just highlight a couple of the things I want to hear. Okay. And I want to talk about. And that is, what are the things that you've seen leaders do that busts trust. Mm, mm. So give me some trust busters. <laughs> trust busters. I love that. All right. Kind of like Ghostbusters. Yeah. I love that. So trust busters. People will hopefully put those two together. I'm afraid, okay. I'm afraid of you, ghost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you should be afraid of lack of trust. <laughs> yes. You should absolutely be afraid of lack of trust. So trust busters. And then in your experience, what have you seen? leaders do to overcome those trust busters? Okay. Like, are there strategies you've seen, ways to get out of that? Because for me, and I I don't know where you're at on this, but it's like, once that trust is busted, it's tough to come back. Yeah. And I do think there are very simple, just simple things leaders do that they don't even realize is busting trust. Yeah. And you you kind of see it like when it's starting to happen, you start to see the team kind of pull away and kind of like, okay, we're not we're not going to align with that right there because that's just lack of trust. Yeah, they get yeah. quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Or everything is great, mm-hmm. right? The leaders asking the team, how's it going? What do you need from me? What are the resources? And the response is, everything's great. It's good. Thank you. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> So when you're hearing that message, right, coming back from the team, there's probably something else that you might want to dig into or listen. Or consider, think Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. So let's just get right to talking a little bit about trust in teams. When I think about trust in teams, trust is the, it's the glue, it's the foundation, it's the stuff you don't really talk about, but you feel. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's an underlying there. It's there. It's either there or it isn't, right? Uh Or it's building along the way. And when I think about trust, when trust is there, 
the performance is there. When trust is missing, the performance starts to lack. There's a, you know, I think to your point, and I I appreciate it, the team starts to pool away. And all of a sudden, the leader's kind of looking around going, what's going on? Why am I the only one who's pushing this rock up this hill? And why aren't we all doing this together? Why aren't we all working together? And it's fundamentally because the trust, that thing that you can't necessarily identify, you can't point to, you can't say it's that, that trust is broken, it's missing, it's cracked, something else is going on. And I think as leaders, you know, a little bit of this conversation we had during our feedback episode are we treating the symptoms or are we treating the fundamental issue? Yes. Yeah, the underlying thing that like where other things are starting to crack, communication, right, is starting to break down. But there you'll start to see other things that are cracking or or the thread is just kind of unraveling in your team. And it may be this. It yeah. may be that this is the underlying issue. Absolutely. So when you think about these trust busters, right, for me, right off the top, it's like building relationships. There's basic things that I think all leaders can do to build trust. Mm -hmm. I really wanted us to focus in on some of these more nuanced things, things that maybe leaders, they're not thinking about or they're doing almost automatically, right? It's Mm -hmm. maybe habitual in their kind of everyday. Mm -hmm. So what have you seen leaders do when it comes to busting trust? I would Did say you like a, that busting trust. Busting trust. I think that's really good. I uh, I have a couple. <laughs> I mean, I have a, actually now that we're talking about, it, I'm like, man, I got about three or four swimming around in my head. But I think let's go for just maybe one of my top ones that's on the top of my mind right now. And I think for me, it is decision making, not making decisions, and making bad decisions mm-hmm. as a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, it's just important. So when your team starts to see you make a decision that's a bad decision, let's Mm. say, uh, and it's affecting them, and they may have to do rework, right? That's something like you gave direction, it was a bad decision, what you you told them to go do, and it's like, oh, after they do it, they've got to come back around, and we're like, no, 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 that's not what I really wanted. What I wanted was this, right? And so they're having to do rework, or they do some work, and something goes up the chain, and it comes back, and it's like, that was a bad idea, bad idea. And so where the, wherever the decision was made, right, it kind of, kind of, you just know, nobody has to say it, but it's kind of pinpointed like, but that's what you decided we should do. And it's not that you can never make a bad decision, sure, but it's happening regularly. I think that will bust trust with the team. So you think it's the bad decision in, of, in and of itself? Is it the bad decision and how the leader handles the after mm. aftermath mm-hmm. of the bad decision? What really is it that is creating some havoc with trust on the team? Yeah, I would say I'd go in for both, right? So it's, if you do make a bad decision, how do you handle it in the back end? Do you own it? Do you have some transparency? Here's what I, you know, here's what I learned. I didn't have enough information. I should have had more information. You know, I'm sorry. I apologize. And here's what we're going to have to do next, right? So you own it. And so the other thing, is it the bad decision it, it depends on, I go back to the frequency. How often are the bad decisions happening, right? So if you've, you know, made a bad decision and you're going to clean up all five and have some transparency, great. But that can't be happening all the time. So I think it's both for me. So let me ask this question. So I've got 
you know, I'm struggling with making good decisions or I'm consistently making bad decisions and I'm sweeping it under the rug. I just Mm -hmm. pretend like it didn't happen. Or I'm blaming people. Well, that was there. They, you know, didn't understand what I told them to do. What about the leader who is indecisive? I was just going to say, there's there's one more piece of this. It's not making decisions at all. Because if you're not making decisions, you're going to hold the, the team up with work, with moving things forward, and they can't get their work done. And if they're coming to you looking for a decision, needing a decision, and you're not making it, they may start to think, mm, maybe they don't know how to make the decision, or they just don't, they're not comfortable making the decision. They're, they have no confidence in making this decision. Or if they're always like, well, let me go see, let me go see, Mm -hmm, let me go see, right? Let me go check with so-and-so, right? If you're going to gather more information, that's one thing. But if you're going to get the decision from someone else, you know, up the chain or whatever, they're going to start to see, well, why do we even need to go through you, right? Because you're not making the decision. Now, but but what I do think is important is for you to help your team understand what level of decisions or authority-making do you have and do you not have, right? So if you're going to get someone else's input, it's because you don't have the level of authority to make that decision. And I think that's completely cool to say to them, this is something I'm going to need to go up the chain for. Yeah, it's you beyond have, my pay grade, right? Yep. I have, I, you know, I have an idea in mind, but let me go check and see. Yep. But you can't be doing that all the time, Yeah. right? There's a, absolutely. There's got to be a point when you're like, no, I know this is in my wheelhouse. I know this is in what within my level of authority. And here's what I'm going to think. Or give me just a few minutes to think about it. Give me a day or so and let me think about it. But you've got to eventually make those decisions and let them see you making those decisions. And what do you mean by see you? What does that mean? Like if I, like if you if you're in the, hey, give me a minute to think about that or whatever it is, then you've got to come back and make it. You can't just let it linger and they're kind of pinging you. If your people are pinging you for the decision, then I think that is where they're seeing that you're not making a decision and you're holding them up. Yeah. You become a bottleneck, right? Right. And all of a sudden, they're just wondering, okay, you're my boss. I'm really waiting on direction from you for whatever reason, right? There's a big project or big work that's going on, high visibility, whatever it is. And I'm not getting any sort of information back, Right you become the bottleneck. And now all of a sudden work starts to grind to a halt. Yep. And it maybe it's not that dramatic, but the progress on that one aspect, that one task, that one activity is has has stopped. Yeah. And you, you see it or you feel it and they feel it. And they're like, I cannot move, right? So they're either sitting there looking for something else to do or they go off to another project or they're doing nothing. All right. So I love this. I'm watching our time. I'm like, whoa, I don't know. We're going to get through four or five of these. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Well, I think we ought to give at least a good couple. Have yeah. you got a good one? I do. But before we go on, I want to All hear right. a little bit about how have you seen leaders overcome that issue? Well, this is a really good one. So there's someone on our team that uh, does these personality assessments and gives feedback to people, yeah. right? Yeah. And when you see that, you know, it's part of their personality where they're high cautious when they're not making decisions. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've heard her say to other people is give yourself a timeline, right? Mm. If you need to make decisions and you know you need to make your decisions, give yourself a deadline. It's okay to have a little think tank time on it, but it's like, you know, within 24 hours, I'm going to make a decision on this. And depending on how big it is, maybe you need 48 hours, but you've got to set a timeline where you 
just you all you have all the information that you have. You've got sixty or seventy percent of what you feel like or what you need to know, mm-hmm. and the rest of it's just going to be gut instinct, and you just go with it. And so, setting a timeline or a deadline on your decision making, I think, would help. Yeah, I like that. I, the The other thing I would add here is, you know, do you recommend the leader go and have some sort of conversation around authority? You know what what decisions I can make with their next level boss. Does that, do you recommend having that? Oh, or absolutely. Is, okay. Yeah. I mean, even that is kind of a fundamental thing when you know what your expectations are and you're going to find out what those are. You also need to know what is your level of authority and get real clear on that. Is that, is, is that at my level or is that at another level? Mm. Because then you can decide, all right, I don't, I'm not going up the chain for this. This is a decision I need to make. And now let me make my timeline on it. So there's a couple of things going on, right? I, you know, I might be low risk. I'm afraid of making the wrong decision. I don't have enough information. There's likely some opportunity for leaders who are struggling on making decisions, being indecisive, making bad decisions, all of the above in this decision-making uh, discussion here. There's a lot of layers to it. There is. And I think there's one other thing to consider. Like, let's say your team is coming to you for a decision And does it need to be made right now? So you need to know what decisions need to be made right now Mm. and what decisions you may have a month till you really need to get to that decision. It's not a high priority. And so you've also got to be able to look across all the work that's going on and what decisions need to be made made right now so that work isn't a bottleneck and what you can push off. And that's a big piece of this whole trust busting, right, is it ultimately creates issues, barriers to the work getting done. There, if, if work is not getting done, this is where you start to look and go, okay, let's start really thinking about what is the quality of trust on my team? What would they say? And what is fundamentally in the way of the trust between all of us? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that question, what would my team say, mm-hmm. would be a good time for reflection for you. A good question to ask yourself and a good time for reflection because if you're honest, you'll know kind of where you lie in that or is is this becoming an issue or could it become an issue? Is it a, a teeny tiny issue or is it a big issue? I completely agree. It really is a good question. And I, I yeah. do like, you know, when I'm with teams and I, I ask them all individually, I ask them two questions. And and one question is rate the trust on this team, right? From whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter one to five, one to seven, one to ten. I you know, I don't I don't really care what the scale is. This is just a small little just a basic question. How is this trust in the team, rate it. And then my follow-up question is, what is your contribution to the trust on this team? Ooh, that's good. So is it one, poor, mm-hmm. seven, amazing? And there's a little bit of accountability. You're trying to build in some accountability that we all have impact. Now, here we are, we're talking just about the leader, but there are some very, very easy questions for leaders to ask to really understand how does my team see trust happening, existing, working within our team today. Yeah, I think that's good. So mine, okay. I, I want to get into mine, and and it is all around being unpredictable. Oh. So I think leaders who are unpredictable cause significant problems on the team. And I know this because I have been the one who is unpredictable leading the team. And so what does unpredictable mean? Unpredictable is... The team does not know how you're going to respond to bad news. That's really what unpredictable is. And it's, are you going to hear bad news and have a 
strong reaction, right? Are you going to get angry? Are, are you, you going to clear the desk? Yeah, are you going to clear the desk? <laughs> I've never done that. But are you going to behave in a way that everyone is like, okay, whoa, that was a little bit too intense for that. <laughs> yeah, a little explosive. Yeah, it's like, what's the purpose of that? So when I think about being unpredictable, for me, it really is, how does the leader respond in bad news? Okay. And how does the leader respond just in general? Like, it doesn't even have to be bad news, but maybe it's news they didn't want to hear, the leader didn't want to hear, and all of a sudden you have this response that's just really unnecessary. Okay. Well, it's a, one of the things you said that I heard you say is it can cause significant problems. So what are those problems that that is causing? The number one thing that I have experienced is I start to hear my team, there's a little bit of hesitation coming in the door to, to land something bad, right? And in their mind, it's bad. And when I actually hear it, I'm like, well, that's, that's not really that bad, but I have to really pay attention to why did they have such a response? Why were they mm. so worried about telling me that when that was just not a big, not a big deal? Clearly, in the past, I have made things a big deal. Mm -hmm. And that creates friction. It creates problems. It creates the inability to communicate, right? The communication now shuts down. And, and maybe it's not that absolute. But it certainly is inhibited, right? The communication is slower. They're waiting for me to have a good day. How how is she feeling today? <laughs> right? Yeah, this is like throw the hat in and see if it comes back out before you go in. Type yeah, thing. it's certainly. I, I, I can still feel some of that with my team. It, it's this whole what's her mood and, you know, you know, all leaders have moods. All leaders have good and bad days. Do we Are we perfect every single day? No. But consistently, consistently, how am I behaving? How do I respond? What do my eyes look like when they're delivering bad information? And, and it's not bad. It's, again, poor performance. It's we missed a deadline. It's we had something inaccurate. It's we have a problem, right? How am I responding? And they can read that. The longer that I am working with my team, the, the stronger the relationships are, people can feel that emotion. They see the response. And, you know, the thing that I've learned to, over time here in, in this specific thing is your team does not want to let you down, right? They want to no. do a good job. They're not looking forward to delivering this, hey, by the way, we didn't, this didn't go well, you know? They don't want to do that. But they do want to have the person on the other side going, not a big deal, like, not a big deal. Like, let's move on. We're going to fix it. I, you guys got it. Thanks for letting me know. All right. Everything's great, right? And, and instead, I think for, for many years, for me specifically, yeah, I would have the, you know, saucer eyes. I would have the, you know, the heavy body breathing, language. the body language, you know, kind of everything coming as too intense, too uh -huh. passionate, too aggressive. So on the one hand, you know, how you respond to negative news, but I really started this out with unpredictability. And, and the thing I want to talk about specifically with that is I do see leaders where they're having a conversation with somebody and I cannot pinpoint what it is, but something is said where all of a sudden you see this shift. Just this leader all of a sudden is like, what? What did you just say? There's this unpredictability built in with 
how they're hearing the words, the flow of the conversation, that now all of a sudden everybody's on edge. Unpredictability puts everyone on edge in the team, Mm -hmm. walking on eggshells. So this is the thing that I talked about. You asked that question about, wow, you know, it's a significant impact to trust. When people are walking on eggshells, there is no trust. Unpredictability breeds walking on eggshells. That's okay. kind of the way I see it. Okay. I can, I mean, and I hear all of that and I completely agree with it. The one thing I want to know is, so this unpredictability, because there's going to be things that do, like you really, really care about, right? And so then there's things that you don't really care about. And so, and you have in the past had some, like you said, moments, right? Where you might've been more, you know, expressive. <laughs> oh, I like that word. I like that word so much better than explosive. <laughs> expressive of your disappointment yeah. or whatever. So how do you control that? How do you let the team know what does matter, like where the big things are? Because I feel like it's important that they know where the big things are, right, that matter to you. But how do you balance all of that? That's my biggest learning within the last probably four years is there are things that I care about. And and it's okay that I care about them and that the team doesn't care about them, but I do want to explain to them why I care about it so much. Why is it important? And I can think about a very specific situation that happened within the last, oh gosh, I guess six months or so. And, you know, there was a deadline that was going to get missed and I don't like deadlines getting missed. I, sure. I think that that's an issue of credibility for the team. So that's my my personal thing. And when a deadline is getting missed, I'm getting communicated that here's why, and I'm trying to understand kind of the details of the situation, who's doing what, who's assigned what. And in the moment, you know, I do get frustrated and I have some expression. I like that word. I think I'm going to use that when going forward, but I had some expression. And I just remembered in the moment really thinking, okay, you can have some emotion here. You can be frustrated. You can get mad. But what does that emotion really do for this situation? Does it really help meet the deadline? No. It doesn't do, there's mm-hmm. no value mm-hmm. in adding that emotion it's into not this. Anything. That's right. There's no value in adding that into the situation. But the value that is added for me is they know that I'm I'm a little frustrated and I explain to them, I am frustrated right now and I am trying to manage my frustration, but I want you to know why I'm frustrated. And I want you to understand the background of all of the work that is going on with this team. So I'm going to lay out a little bit of the history. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to help people understand and gain perspective so I, I deliberately go from the weeds. So we're talking about a missed deadline and mm-hmm. we are in the weeds thinking about what are all the things that need to get done by the next 24 hours or whatever time frame that it is. And I stop the whole team for a moment and I take them to the 100,000 foot view and I say, let's look at everything going on in this team and let's talk about the importance of meeting our deadlines with our customers and the importance of our work that we do and our credibility and what we are expected to do as part of our organization. And here's why there's a little bit of frustration for me, right? Yeah, yeah. we can talk about this weed thing, but it's bigger picture, folks. There's yeah. a, this has a, an impact to not just the people in this room, but the people who are outside of this room. Yeah, I love that. So it's not that you're not going to be frustrated, but I love the way you're kind of 
clarifying like how you manage that emotion. So it's like you learn some information, it's frustrated you, and you you're transparent about it. And you're you're not explosive, you're just a little transparent. And then you do the whole take them up the ladder to that 50,000 foot view or big view. Let's yep. because you can use it as a learning tool, as Absolutely. a development opportunity, like helping them see why is this such a big deal. So that in the future, when they feel those deadlines coming or know they're coming or see they're coming, they're more mindful of it. I love that part. And then you go back down into, so what are we going to do about this? That's right. That's right. And and honestly, I think for me, what has worked there is when I lay out that bigger picture, it's it's like I got it off my chest yes. for me personally, right? And it's not in a, in, a, in a heated way or a mad way. It's just more of a here's why I'm experiencing this, guys. I I just want you to see this. And once I express that, I'm like, okay, that's done. Now let's really get back into the weeds and talk about how we're going to accomplish this, how we're going to execute. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to go back to your office and steal on it, right? And then everybody's on edge for the whole day. Exactly. And it's like, (laughs) you know, what is she doing in her office? And is is she mad? Is she, what's going to happen next? (laughs) Am I getting fired? Yeah, am I getting fired? Is somebody (laughs) off the project? And it's like, no, none of that is happening. It's just more of a... Let's get this under control. Let's handle our business. We have a business. We're all paid to do a job. Let's get our job done. Yeah, I love that. That's a goodie right there, a goodie. All right, so look, we've already talked about two very specific things that may bust trust, or at least that we've experienced busting trust. We've also provided some, hey, here's some things to do in order to manage these trust busters. But number one, it comes down to awareness, right? Are you experiencing any of these things? Do you do any of these things? There's more. I know you have more and <laughs> yeah, I have more. I do. And I'm, I'm looking at my time going, oh no, no. So we're going to push this on to the next episode. For now, those of you who are listening, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have enjoyed this conversation around trust and thinking about how are you contributing to the trust on your team? Then, if you're engaged in this podcast and you think it's a good one for other leaders here, don't forget to share this out with your leadership circle. And don't forget to come back for part two. Hit that subscribe button. That'll put us in your feed every week so you can come back again for an extra shot of leadership. 